0: John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Welcome to the podcast. How's it going, guys? Happy Wednesday to you. Um, I am home at my parents' house. I have a little bit of time before I have to jump on another uh, pitch meeting. I've done one today. I am pitching my reality show idea that I came up with while in quarantine. And, um, it just looks like logging onto zoom and then talking with some executives who are all at their homes and presenting the idea, talking about it, playing, uh, we sent them a reel beforehand that I put together or I didn't put together the production company I'm working with, put together a video to kind of be like, this is who she is. And this is what the show would be. And, um, I don't know. It's kind of fun to think about making this show because I'm going to actually fly in friends to be characters on it. And, um, and it'll force me to go on some dates and some do some weird stuff there because I don't really feel like doing any of that right now. Um, and it will make me feel like I'm making a decision. If the show goes, then I'm like, OK, good. I'm locked into living in St. Louis for at least seven weeks. I think that's how long a reality show takes to, to make and um and then I can get a place and I can move out because that'll be part of the show, and I've been waiting to move out because of that, um. So I should know pretty soon whether or not it's going to happen. I I'm pitching, pitch to Netflix today, um, pitching to Peacock tonight, which is like the NBC streaming service. Also pitching to Discovery Channel, TNT, E, Bravo, um. HBO I mean everyone they're all uh, these are all meetings I have to get on it's a lot I'm also doing an hour podcast today I'm also trying to go over my material and work on it for the show I'm also taking singing lessons so I can sing this song with my dad I'm also having to practice the song with my dad and walk him through it and um, also planning the travel I have to pack and get ready for this weekend and um and also it's just the tip of the iceberg man I've got I've got a lot going on I've managed to really busy myself this week um, but I got another pitch meeting tonight. I already did one today. It went really well and um, it's kind of awkward though because I want the show to be a lot about what I'm struggling with which is like kind of intimate things that I don't it's you know you gotta like talk about your issues with these Netflix executives who don't really know you. And you have to be like, well, I suffer with depression and eating disorders. And you're like, I'm like selling them on an episode of intervention. It sounds like at the end of it, I'm just like, do they just feel sorry for me? Which is how a lot of people feel that listen to this podcast. And you hear me on Rogan. God, I got so many messages that were just like, I wanted to give you a hug after that. And I'm like, Oh God, that is the last fucking thing I'd want. Um, if you know anything about me, I don't want to be, like, touched right now or ever, especially right now. Uh, that's been one of the joys of the quarantine is not having to hug people all the damn time. Um, I do like hugs for my friends, and um, but generally, like, when you just see a guy you haven't seen in a really long time, just some dude, I don't need to touch your body and... Or get a kiss on the cheek or whatever it is. So it's, that's been kind of a relief to not have to do that. But um, so yeah. Hopefully we sell this reality show. And then I'm making a show. But if it doesn't sell, I don't really give a shit. Um, I could take it or leave it. Which is a great attitude to have. Which means it's probably going to happen. Anytime I don't care about something, it happens. And anytime I do care, doesn't happen. Um, yeah. I've been in a lot of pitch rooms before. Usually you pitch shows in person It can be very stressful. Um, A lot of times people I've pitched shows with want to practice beforehand, which I hate any kind of practice. That's why I've been avoiding looking at my notes because I don't want to practice for the shows that I have this week. I just want to wing them and get up there and just do what I'm going to do and not have to think about it too much. Because if I think about it too much, then I start thinking that I'm – like I I went back today and I listened to an old set from January, forced myself to do it, or from February actually – And uh, I was not pleased with what I heard. And it was like one of my theater shows. And I was like, Glazer, that's not good enough. So I got to step it up. Uh, But uh, it'll be fine. I cannot wait for a week from right now. A week from right now, I will have been done with the tour. It's going to be a lot of travel. It'll be a lot of fun. But it's going to be stressful traveling during this time. Especially with my dad, who has somehow hurt his leg or his foot playing tennis when he was already struggling with sciatica, which by the way, his sciatica, you remember when I was telling you like my dad can't walk anymore. Um, Not only can he walk now, he's fine. Do you know when it went away? When we were watching the DNC, my dad's back pain went away completely after he found a little bit of hope in the current political situation. So it really was mental. Um, And now he has, sorry to yawn. Now he has, Some fucking tendonitis going on in his foot, and it's plumped up. It looks like it's made of Play-Doh, and I was making my nephew play with it the other day. I was like, look, Grandpa has Play-Doh in his foot, and he was pressing on it, and I was getting a kick out of it. Um, My parents watched their grandkids here yesterday all day long because my sister's back to school teaching students over Zoom. And uh, once every two weeks, the grandkids are here. And I was gone all day yesterday. I mean, I had I had a lot of meetings and and stuff to do. But for the most part, I I was I dodged out. I'm sorry to keep yawning. I'm sorry if it's contagious, too. If it's contagious, that probably means you're not a psychopath. People who are psychopaths don't yawn because they don't have empathy because yawning is like a sign of empathy. I guess it's like we develop that skill to let people know like, oh, I feel you. You're you're tired. I'm tired, too like a way of of communicating that we understand someone else's experience and if you're sociopath or psychopath you don't have empathy so you therefore do not get triggered to yawn when someone else yawns but I read this on reddit you could argue that if you're a sociopath or a psychopath you've probably figured that out about yourself and then you've learned to fake yawns so you can't trust it I wonder if I've ever known a psychopath or like met one. I was communicating with one for a while. He was DMing me because I was talking about it on my radio show about reading a book about psychopaths. And this one guy was like, I'm a psychopath and I'm I hate being one. You can't trust psychopaths is the thing. So even if he said he was one, I couldn't trust him if he is one. And but it was fascinating just to hear what he he said one time he was at a carrot top show and he said his eyes were just would freak people out like his stare and you can usually tell someone's a psychopath by their stare they just have like a really creepy stare and he said he was at a carrot top show when he was like 13 and carrot top got so distracted by his creepy stare that he stopped the show and had him like removed I wonder if that's true that's wild if it is I don't know if I've ever been alarmed by someone's face on stage I honestly don't look at people's faces I don't know that I've ever told you guys that but I don't look into people's eyes when I'm on stage I don't have a problem with it in conversation but when I'm on stage I hate looking at people in the eye I will never make eye contact with you so often men write me after shows and they're like I felt like you were looking at me the whole time maybe I'm crazy but if you want to meet up later at a Benigan's, I'll be like they always think that we made some special connection I'm like dude I I didn't I don't see anyone ever I don't look anyone in the eyes. I never, I blur my eyes, in fact, which is a sign of having ADHD if you're able to blur your eyes on command, but I do. And the reason isn't what you think. I'm not like nervous. Um, I just don't like making eye contact with people because when you make it, they feel like they have to laugh at you because you're looking at them. So they feel pressure to be like, I'm having a good time. Like You can force someone to laugh just by being on stage and looking at them. They'll just start laughing because they get so nervous. And I don't like people to laugh unless I actually earn it it's a weird thing I have I don't like to get anything unless I earn it which I guess is noble but it's also a problem like I just can't accept gifts unless I've I've given something to them or I've you know I don't like just getting gifts randomly just for being me I um I don't I'm doing a show tomorrow at the Funny Bone in St. Louis or tonight actually when you're listening to this Wednesday and it's already sold out but which doesn't re- really mean much uh, in COVID times because it's like a third of the capacity to sell out, but still exciting. I don't, I, I'm not really feeling much pressure about the show, even though I'm not prepared, but because even though two tickets are $20, it's all going to um, the club to save the club. I'm not accepting a dime of it. So if I'm not making any money and people don't like the show, not my fault. <laughs> I'm not making anything off it. So I have kind of a right to suck. I always I like to like have that little caveat. I don't I'm not someone who ever asks for more money than they deserve or tries to get a deal on something. It's actually something I really struggle with and I'm so envious of friends who get deals on things. I've never once gotten a deal on anything. I don't haggle. If anything I pay more cuz I feel bad and I want people to like make a lot of money for the thing they're selling me. And I, f- I just I don't like anyone to feel like resentful towards me because I took from them and that I didn't pay what the thing cost. So I've never once gotten deep. I mean, not never once, but I've never tried to chalk someone down from something or been like, that sounds like a lot of money ever, ever, ever. And I've lost so much money because of it. I never like the first price. Anyone says, in fact, I just had a girl make a reel for me. Um, I'm having like an intro video play before I go on stage and it's just a highlight of, like, a ton of stuff I've done, which I've done so much. She just pulled a bunch of different TV clips and and moments from my career. Just because, honestly, I had it made because I don't feel like – I feel guilty about doing shows right now, to be honest. Because I don't feel like I'm a really good comic anymore. And so I'm trying to give people, like – other things. Oh, here's this fun video. Here's this song with my dad. Here's Andrew Colin. Here's Ari Findling. Here's Emil Joachim. Here's Ian Fidance. I'm like trying to give them other things. So if they don't like me, at least they saw these things that are cool. I was thinking for a while of just giving t-shirts away, which I can't do because there's no, I don't have a t-shirt gun. They cost too much. I just feel guilty taking people's money right now for if, but the thing is I'm going to be great because I am going to, I mean, I have a whole act from back in February where I left it that I can dust off. And then I have new material that I've written, but I'm struggling with it, you guys, I'm struggling with going on the road again and feeling like I'm a good comic. I really feel like I've lost it completely. I truly feel like it's, you just p- pick some random Joe off the street and they have to go do an hour of standup. That's how, uh, out of it I feel. But I feel like everyone feels that way about whatever they were doing before, and that they haven't done in six months. I mean, take six months off anything and, and you'll feel that shaky. And like I said yesterday, no matter what happens, it'll be it'll be fine. If the worst thing happens, it'll still be okay. Um, yeah, so I had a singing lesson today. <clears throat> just got back from that. Uh, not fun. I want to say it's not fun. I love my singing teacher. She's like this I, – I mean, she's just so kind – not an older woman, but I guess she's maybe in her 50s. She's a son who's 30, so you do the math. Um, she's a lesbian, which I asked her about because I was talking to her about this today. And I was like, oh, I'm pitching this reality show. I need to find a husband. She goes, do you want one? And I was like, I don't really know, but, you know, I should probably – see if I want one you know like when I went canoeing to see if I actually like canoeing so I could once and for all be like I want this or I don't want this I need to date more so I can be like I want this or I don't want this right and um and she was talking about when you know I forget what she was talking about but I just flat out asked her I'm like when did you know you were gay because she mentioned having a son I'm like okay apparently she's had a penis in her before when did she now she and she refers to the person she's with now as her partner I'm guessing it's a woman and she said uh, she didn't know she was gay until the woman walked into the door one day like she was at she was at a choir practice she started a, all women's choir and the woman came in her now wife and she was just like oh no this was the first woman she dated this was before her wife I don't I want to get her story right but um, she didn't she didn't even consider dating women until she met this she just saw her across the room and was like who is that and was just in love and had never even considered it before and she was I'm guessing, like, at least late 20s, probably in her 30s. Um, and then, yeah, and that's the same story for Glennon Doyle, who wrote Untamed, that I read. She was married, had, I think, two kids, had no idea that she was gay until her now-wife, Abby, walked into the room, and she saw her and was just like, whoa, 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 who is that? So maybe that will happen to me. With a woman. I don't know. I'm I'm open to anything. <sighs> I do want to do this reality show. So it's forcing me to go date people. I really. I, I would like to. I mean I'm tempted to, to DM that blues hockey player. That I was talking to. At the beginning of all this. He's really hot. He seemed into me. Um, and their season just ended. I think they're knocked out. The blues. And so. um I was thinking about hitting him up again, but wouldn't he hit me up if he was interested? That's the thing with men. Like, if they want you, they'll bug you. I've never had a problem with being like, if a guy likes me, I know. And if a guy, I've never been like, hey, for, do you remember me? And had that guy been like, oh my god, yeah, I love you. Like, if you're not on their mind, they're, they're not. They are not into you. I hate to say it, but it's just true, and it sucks because the guys that are like constantly hitting me up, I'm just like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get I just got a text from uh the guy down the street, the neighbor. He said, Hey Nikki, if you catch a break, wanna go on a walk with me? He said, Wit wit me. I think he didn't mean to he mis miss said it, mispronounced it. Every morning at like five fifty AM when he gets up, he sends me a a, a gif of like whatever day it is. Well, not every morning, but I got one that said shine bright like a diamond. That was at 8.39 a.m. yesterday. It was a dog that has like a – it looks like my dog, Marion. It's kind of hilarious. It just doesn't make any sense. He says, morning, Nikki. Shine bright today. Loved it. You know, I actually put a heart on it. I said, okay. And I wrote, good luck on your first day of school. I mean, how how young do I think he is? I mean, he is starting nursing school. Um, and then he asked me to hang out. Oh, he asked me I – me mean, my sign – and uh, he asked me my birthday, and I so wanted to put my, the, the year just to remind him, like, stop hitting up this old lady. She, I'm working on a crossword puzzle. And he said, I told him my birthday, he said, summer, baby, cool. I'm a Libra. I guess that makes you a Gemini. I have no idea what this means, though. What do you what do you think about the Zodiac? I said, it's B-A. And I mistyped. It's B-A. And then I said, B-S. He said, "Hi, I agree. I've just been seeing more and more of it from on my timeline so I googled what June 1st was and then I wrote nothing back to that because I'm a cold-hearted cunt he's just being nice and then yesterday hey how's the grind I said non-fucking-stop how was school told me about school and I literally didn't write anything back to four bubbles of text this is how you get a guy to like you by the way girls listening any guy that I've been this like one word answer, I mean, you should see these texts. It's like bubbles and bubbles from him. And it's not just because he's 25. This happens with guys. And, and I'm not trying to be short with him so that I can get him to like me more. It just works. So when you like a guy, be short with him. And I swear to God, he will write you back so much. It is so hard to do, though. It is so hard to do. Because once once they start talking to you, you just like get, get on a roll and you convince yourself, no, I he he's talking to me. He wants to talk to me. No, play it. Fucking cool. So he wrote, and then to, this morning I got a thing five fifty a.m. Have a tantalizing Tuesday. A, a GIF of like a thing. Didn't write back to it. Then today at five thirty, hey Nikki, if you catch a break, want to go on a walk with me? I said I am not going to catch a break, unfortunately, which is true. I've got to do this. Then I've got to jump on us pitch meeting at seven o'clock. It's five forty-seven now. Um, and then after that, I'm gonna go for a run. And then after that, I got to practice the Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper song with my dad. That probably will get me canceled. It's so weird. We're going to perform it tomorrow night at the Funny Bone, which is tonight when you're listening. Um, And so then he wrote, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. How's it going? Don't stress yourself too much. He's very sweet. Just remind yourself that you're awesome at what you do and that you're just awesome. That's the biggest part. I mean, how cute is that? Am I going to write back to it? Probably not. Also got another text from Brad Williams. You know him He's a little person He uh, is an old friend I've known him forever We went on the road together In 2006 To open for Carlos Mencia Long story guys But that was when Carlos Mencia was like About to be gigantic He was It was the last club tour He was doing And um, We had the same Manager And my manager Convinced him to let me Come out and open for him On one date One week of shows Weekend of shows In Alabama All I had were my abortion jokes. I mean, I had like five jokes and I went and opened for him. And that's where I met Brad because Brad was an opener at the time. And then we stayed friends. Brad just wrote to me. Um, And Carlos was nice. I didn't get paid. I want to say that, which is really shitty. If you're like he was making I'm not I know what people make now. The Stardome in fucking where were we? Alabama, maybe it was Mississippi. No, it was Alabama. Birmingham, Alabama. The Stardome. It probably seats 500. That was probably thirty, forty dollar tickets. Maybe sixty at that point. I mean, that guy was clearing probably seventy grand that weekend because he did like three shows a night and was selling so much merch. I had to sell his merch in the parking lot, and we had to set it up. And I, I, he covered my airfare, and he covered our meals, which mm, not the greatest meals, but whatever. And that's it in, in hotel, but no extra pay, which I you know, listen, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Now that I'm a comic that has in is in that position, you pay your openers. You just do. I don't care how little time they do or how little you need them on the show, which Carlos didn't need me to open for him. It was really just a favor. You just you still throw him some cash. I was broke. I was living with my dad's best friend in Venice in his spare bedroom. There's some comics I find out about who don't pay people who, A, write for them, and B, open for them, and they should be canceled. They should be canceled for that even more than the creepy shit that they text girls, in my opinion. Because the creepy shit they text girls, okay, every guy does that. Some of them just get caught for it, and I'm not saying it's okay. But when a guy is gross to a girl, it's just – I'm not not saying it's okay, but I'm saying what's worse – is not paying a comic for work they do for you. Fuck you. I'm I'm thinking about someone very specifically when I say that. And it's not because he didn't pay me. It's because he didn't pay comics that wrote for him that could have written for me because I wanted those comics to write for me for certain things, but they didn't because they were were told they couldn't because they wrote for him, and then he didn't pay them, whereas I would have employed them and paid them. There you go. So Brad said, drive-in shows are great. Different but great. You'll have fun. So I guess Brad has done some drive-in shows. Brad Williams. I said, I hope so. I forget my act. He said, I know. Run. I run through it the night before. Here's a tip. Have first two rows of cars be trucks and SUVs that are tailgating. That way you see some faces and hear some laughs. Oh, not a bad idea. Then he sent a picture of himself on stage. And people look like they're having fun. Okay. Wow. This is going to be so weird. But I've done some rough ass gigs in my life, dude. I've, I've i have done it all. Nothing nothing really makes me uncomfortable anymore. I kind of bombed the other night at the Funny Bone. I meant to talk about it with Sean O'Brien when he was on the show, but I bombed and um, I didn't care. There was a woman in the front row that was heckling. The audience did like not like me because I started out my set by telling them that I don't trust them. That's why I'm wearing a mask. Usually that gets a laugh. This this audience took that offensively. So they were already hated me. I don't think most of them knew who I was. They didn't give a shit. And I bombed and I kept bombing and I kept digging it myself deeper and it was very uncomfortable. But I just – and one girl in the back liked me and she goes – we love you, Nikki, because I was eating shit, you know, and I go, oh, it's OK. I don't like feel this. It's not going to this isn't going to rattle me because it truly doesn't. I don't care about bombing. I mean, it doesn't feel good, but I, I bounce back for the next set and I, it doesn't hang over me for like weeks like it does some of these fragile comics. Bombing is just I, I don't know. I'm I'm not uncomfortable on stage. It's rare that I feel say something on stage and I go, oh, my God. And I get like nervous. It just doesn't happen anymore. Um, all right, I gotta go on a little break, but, uh, hold on one second. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm just getting word that one of my shows is canceled. Holy fucking shit. Okay, cool. Oh, mother of God. All right, I'll deal with this, and I'll be back after this. So I'm back, and, uh, yes, it's true. You guys heard it live, uh, right before I went to break, um, my show is is canceled. My first show of the tour in Butler, Pennsylvania, which is like 45 minutes outside of Pittsburgh, has been canceled, and I wish I could say it was because of weather or because um the guy who is running the projector screen at the drive-in um has covid or because there are fires nearby or because you know, my dad is sick. I wish I could say that's by- why. No, I don't. But it's not why. It's because um, I just had low ticket sales. That's why. Listen, I this is this is the this is the um, struggle of the artist is that especially one who hasn't been relevant for six months. You know, I was on a I was on a hot streak six months ago. I would have sold Pittsburgh. I would have been okay. But people forget about you. Unless you're reminding them constantly that you exist. And I haven't been good about being on socials and generating a lot of content. Um, I just got to stay on it a little bit more. That's why I'm trying to sell a reality show, get people excited. Um, It hurts my feelings that it got canceled. And my manager is being very funny about it because I go, is it canceled because of weather or because of low ticket sales? And he said, low ticket sales. But the other shows are selling amazingly. Amazingly. He didn't say amazingly. He said, not because of you. The other dates are going great. Um, But that is because of me. If they wanted to see me, they would buy tickets to see me. So it does hurt my self-esteem, but I I don't care enough to keep it from you guys. I could have lied and just said, "Um, yeah, one of the shows is canceled. I could have just not lied, but like not told you why. I really don't care Um, in the long run of things. It's just, I do care. I'm going to be honest with you. It does bug me that... um, I'm not popular enough, but to be honest with you, my self-esteem, this is perfectly suited and um, representative of where I am as an artist. I'm like, I don't deserve to sell tickets right now. This is just very validating, Um, but it's going to make me work harder and it's going to make me prove myself in the other shows and I'm going to have so much fun and it's it's all going to be okay. But it is funny that I was just talking about how I don't feel like I'm ready, or I'm good enough, or I deserve to do these shows. And then they um, just uh, it evaporated in front of me. Um, But it's a bummer because I won't get to hang out with my friends that were going to open for me, Emil, Joaquin, Ian Fidance, RIP. They're still alive, but, you know, not to me. Um, Yeah, that's a bummer. And I'm doing a show tomorrow night. Wednesday night and I don't really need to do one I wanted to do one right before the show and now that I don't have a show Thursday night I don't really need to do a show on Wednesday night but it's still happening it's still happening I'll get over it I'm gonna shake it off and know that every listen I'm complaining because a show of mine is canceled guess what I don't even want to do a show this is a godsend um And who knows what what, I hope the flight I was supposed to take to Pittsburgh crashes. And then I'll be like, Oh my God, it was so meant to be actually, I hope that doesn't happen because if it does happen now, people are going to like blame me for it. And all those people who died in the plane crash, that's not going to happen, but could. Um, so yeah, it's fine. Now this is going to be stuck in my craw though. You know, the way that Michael Jordan, like never forgot about the coach who, um, didn't let him play. Like, I guess a coach underestimated made it him in high school. And then when he was giving his hall of fame speech, he like made it all about that coach and how much he hated that. Co- like he was just like rubbing it in his face, Pittsburgh someday, I'm going to rub it in your face. And thank you to all those people in Pittsburgh who now don't get to go to the show. Cause I did sell tickets. It just wasn't enough. And by the way, I sold tickets. There's like, I sold car tickets. So it seems low, but there's like four people per car at least. Um, yeah, so that's a little bit of a bummer. I'm going to get over it, though. Shake it off, guys. Shake it off. I got two Amazon packages in front of me. and I have no idea what's inside these things. Do you ever order something from Amazon and then you completely forget what you even got and it shows up? Um, So I'm going to open those right now and see, see what I ordered. Because I bet it's some fucking supplements that you guys recommended for my hair. I did do the thing where I put Monostat, the yeast infection cream, on my hair. I didn't wash my hair last week for like a week and a half. It was so disgusting, you guys. So gross. I was going on stage at the Funny Bone with disgusting hair that just had this... And it smelled good, though. My mom was like, what are you wearing? And I'm like, yeast infection cream all over my scalp that's dried. And I keep adding to it. Like, I mean, it just was caked on. And, um, and I haven't seen a change, to be honest with you. If anything, I finally washed my hair the other night. And it all came out again. <laughs> and... It, uh, it just, it's, it's just, that is what it is. I'm just dealing, it's fine. It's like my, it's falling out like my shows are dropping off. It's just, there's nothing I can do about it. I can't get it back. I can hold the hairs in my hand and mourn them and look at them and say, what could have been? He would have looked so good in a ponytail tomorrow. Then I let it fall to the floor to its grave on the carpet. Um, but yeah, I went over, I actually went over to my sister's house today and after my singing lesson and I had her take a picture of me. She looked so beautiful. She had makeup on because she's teaching on Zoom now. She looked so stunning. I was just like, I can't even handle your face right now. She's like one of the most gorgeous people I've ever seen in my life. She's just like, I mean, it was breathtaking how beautiful she is. I just love her so much. And we were talking, it was really fun because we were just like broing down about mom and dad. And, like, and her kids weren't there. So it was just me and her alone, which we never get to be. She took a picture of me because I got asked, which is cool news, I got asked to be one of the cutouts behind home plate for the Cardinals. You know how all the baseball teams are using, like, cardboard cutouts behind, um, I guess, yeah, behind home plate. And um, r- right now they have, like, Andy Cohen. I saw him. And then a bunch of other random people but apparently I'm going to be with like John Hamm and Andy Cohen and uh, I'm one of the St. Louis celebrities. So she had to take my picture today so they can make a cardboard cutout and it's really fun. But we tried to like style my hair and I almost started crying because it's just like so thin. And I was touching her hair to just remember what like thick hair felt like. And it was, yeah, it was a moment. We were both touching each other's hair and we almost made out. No, we didn't. Um, but she's so hot that you would probably want that to to picture that. She's she's so gorgeous. I mean, I was kind of like attracted to her. Maybe that's my what if that was my moment that my singing teacher talked about, but I have it with my sister. Okay, let's open this Amazon package. Castor oil. Okay, I I ordered this because people said if I put this in my hair, it'll make it grow. I've also heard about this is the stuff that you can put on your eyelashes to make your eyelashes grow, like the same kind of serum. So, castor oil. What I'm going to do for this. Yeah, directions. Use a tiny amount to get Use to castor oil's thick viscosity, one of my favorite words. Apply one to two drops as a daily moisturizer for skin and hair. Use the mascara or eyeliner with a tiny amount of castor oil and apply directly on lashes or brows. Oh, to like regrow your brows. For hair, massage one to two drops at scalp after shower at night. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I'm gonna put it in a spray bottle and just spray the shit out of my hair just like I did with that yeast infection cream. Okay, on to the next product. White tea purifying cleanser. Oh, this is just a face wash that I use. Okay, sweet. And then here's another one that's in a fucking, what is this? Irwin's Natural Deep Tissue. Oh, these are um, collagen vitamins that I'm adding to my fistful vitamins. I just swallow like a pelican every morning. Just adding another one to the list. The thing is, I have so many supplements at this point. If If any of them work, I wouldn't know which ones do because I have I take like 12 things and then another oh shit I bought two of these face washes god damn it and they're like 50 dollars a piece I'll tell you guys I never get a goddamn deal I always spend more and I just read this report on reddit last night that um a lot of stuff you get on Amazon is counterfeit and it looks like the product you're buying but it ain't it ain't But I always just argue if I can't tell, then who cares, right? That's the way I feel about hotel beds. If I can't see pubic hairs in actual dirt, then I don't give a fuck, you know? If it's invisible, just whatever. As long as it doesn't smell like your ass or I can see, like, a streak of where your ass was. If If you wiped your ass on something and it didn't get it on it, then that's fine. Ooh, okay, the next package. Here we go. Coconut oil. Boom. Rub it all over my bod. Um... It's weird that you can see calories of something you put on your bod. Um, so I use that just as like a moisturizer. Bought another bucket of that. Bought another um, earpods lightning connector. Like the kind you, they're Apple apparently. But I bet these are counterfeit as fuck. I just, I don't want to buy the the new little AirPods. I know that they're better. And I did have a pair that I found in the back of a cab and I started using them. But they got clogged with my earwax and never worked again. And so I'm not investing in those. And I like having the cord because it has a little microphone on it. And yeah, I just, and I, and I don't want to, these are $17. The other like AirPods are like $200, 200 something dollars. And if I buy those... I'm going to lose them and I'll feel way worse than when I fucking slam those in a car door, which I do with the last ones. Then there's Grande Lash, which is the same as the castor oil. And then I'm going to rub this on my lashes. And that's why my lashes are really long. However, if you use Grande Lash, let me let you know. It does cause floaters and you might lose your vision. But your lashes will be very beautiful. This is the only thing that makes me feel like I'm regimented because some people, whenever I get my makeup done, makeup artists are always like, what do you use? And I said, grande lash. And they always go, oh my God, I need to use it. And then another girl will always chime in like, but you got to use it every night or it doesn't work. And it's like, how hard is it to use something every night before you go to bed? I don't understand. It, It makes me, it always makes me feel so cool that I'm like, oh my God, I'm someone that can use something every night before I go to bed. It's just not that hard for me. Same with meditation. I just do it every morning. Just fucking do it. It's not that hard. And oh my God, this is a tome of a bitch. I got David D. Burns, medical doctor, the feeling good handbook, which is going to walk me through cognitive behavioral therapy, but you can write in it and it's a handbook and it's gigantic. How many pages is this bitch? Oh my God. 691. It's like 700 page book. And, um. Make life an exhilarating experience is the back. With the phenomenally successful feeling good, the new mood therapy, which is what I'm reading on my phone, Dr. David Burns introduces a groundbreaking drug-free treatment for depression. Now in this long-awaited sequel, he reveals powerful new techniques and provides step-by-step exercises that help you cope with the full range of everyday problems. With information on everything you need to know about commonly prescribed psychiatric drugs and anxiety disorders such as agoraphobia and obsessive compulsive disorder, this remarkable guide can show you how to feel good about yourself and the people you care about. You will discover that life can be an exhilarating experience. Okay, I am sold. Will I do this book? Who the hell knows? But maybe I'll try. I just have so many things I do every day. I can't even talk to you about so many of them because they're anonymous. But I'm a busy I'm a busy student right now with my self help. Oh, just got a text from a boy, I think. Hold on, let me check this out. Hey, Nikki. Thanks for the files. I got, oh, that's not a boy. That's a John Dor. I mean, he is a boy. Comedian John Dor. I'm doing a show with him and I just sent him some stuff. A guy from Raya just started texting me. We took it to the text. He's really good on text. Like really good. He's so funny. He's charming. Let me read what he wrote to me first so you get an idea of what his game is. He said, you seem great. Wanted to say hi. Raya is all we have left, right? He sent that August 11th. And then um, August 13th, did you make it out of L.A.? hope you're having at least a 7 out of a 10 summer. And then I wrote back a big paragraph. Then he wrote back a big paragraph. Then I wrote back a big paragraph. And then he wrote back three big paragraphs. And then, um, yeah, where did he say he said something? Oh, he said, so he goes, my green speech bubbles above are much longer than yours. I'll start playing it cool. So he even called out the fact that he just wasn't looking too cool. And, uh, which I really liked. So we talked a lot. Let's see how many bubbles we have. We have about five pages worth of text. And then he asked me for, he said, um, we should do a distance glass of wine slash coffee while I'm here. I promise to get to dress like a complete, um, blank dick bag for it because he is in a country, um, that is isn't the United States. I promise to dress like a complete, uh, country he's in dick bag for it. We could also text all big steps, feel confident we could handle, um, great just great move confident use the word confident which ex, you know establishes confidence and I said su- I said texting I could do baby steps and then I gave him my number and then he did not text me for two days great move on his part great eight move because I was it was getting to the point where I was like what? am I gonna even hear from that guy I don't really care but now now I'm starting to god he's like the butler Pennsylvania of men he goes, he's texting me today. Hey, texting is definitely a big step. Confident it's the right one, though. How's your tour going? And then he said, it's blank, by the way. I said, oh, boy, look at us. Tour starts Thursday. That's before the show was canceled. Gearing up for it. How is blank country? He said, I don't want to lie to you, Nikki. Not this early on. I'm having the best time humanly possible. I'm sorry. Um, he said, where are you now, L.A.? Oh, you know so little you know so, so little. I don't think he knows anything about me, which is kind of a plus, but also, like, do your research. But also, don't. Who knows? Um, so the way that got that going on, <sighs> another guy reached out to me today to say that my dad had a hot body. A guy, uh, Some, you know, ex-Bachelor contestant slid in. Didn't slide in. Texted me your dad he said uh we both have really ripped dads now this is a guy that has just been like very friendly with me and never taken it to a level of like flirtation like it's it's maybe like touched on he's flirted with flirting with me but it's never gotten to it and I've kind of put it there but and made it very clear he's hot but it's never he's never um made that leap but today this was interesting he said so we both have really ripped dads I said yeah it's nice to know I'll be in shape into my 60s he said gotta love great genetics then he said, I posted a picture of my dad shirtless on Father's Day. Terrible decision. He's been stealing all my heat. Got so many DMs asking if he was single. Now he asks me to post to him all the time. He's become a clout chaser. I said, oh man, I got to go check him out now. He said, no, please don't. I can't lose you too. What does that mean? I, I, I'm reluctant to read into that because he doesn't. he's never been flirty with me. But why is this guy even hitting me up? Probably because I'm famous, more famous than he is. Possibly. Maybe. I'm not getting too excited. Um, And I just wrote, wow, just saw. It was nice knowing you. And then I gave a wavy emoji. And then he sent me a gif. Gif? I say gif. um, Of Adam Sandler singing, somebody kill me, please. And then I just wrote, ha ha. Playing it cool. Playing it cool, you guys. I just don't care anymore. One word answers to these guys. Girls, utilize that and I swear to God, they'll be clamoring for you. It works. I gotta go... um, I got to go talk to my dad about these canceled shows. He's already trying to talk me off the ledge. He's like, it's fine. You don't want these. These are like backwoods peoples. I said, Burt Kreiser sold out. And he was like, yeah, he appeals to these guys. They're, They're Trump voters. He made some excuse like that. I'm like, no, Pittsburgh has great people. I should, I want, and I do want Trump voters to like me. I don't, I want everyone to like me. That's my fatal flaw. And you can't get everyone to like you. Please, please like me. I should just start, why doesn't it work to give less to people on Instagram and they will like you more? You know, like it does with the guys. On Instagram, you got to constantly be posting and being like, look how famous I am and cool I am and then people like you. I'm about to go on a call. I have to go right now in 30 minutes. I got to go on my next pitch meeting and I got to feel good about myself because I got to really pitch this and really sell me, which is humiliating to do, but I'm going to do it because I want to get a reality show. So someday I can sell at Pittsburgh. And and really, you know, rub it in their faces. I won't, but someday I will perform in Pittsburgh, and I'll tell the story of how I used to not be able to sell tickets there at a drive-in during COVID, when there's probably a hurricane coming. Mm, I have a little bit of an excuse that I didn't really promote. Yes, I did. Nikki, just admit you didn't sell tickets. It's okay. People still like you. Person listening, people are listening to this right now. You have a podcast people enjoy where you just ramble. All right, guys it's okay if you get rejected it's not the end of the world so I hope that my rejection and my me processing it it helped you with ever whatever rejection you're facing today um and I'm sorry you got fired or you know got broken up with or your dog fucking ran away whatever it is it's not your fault and um and you'll show them someday And now you get an extra day to not go to Pittsburgh. No, that's not your story. That's mine. Okay, guys, I got to go. Squirt, squirt. but This has been a Comedy Central podcast.